You know, as we've been uh, talking about the book of Romans in this series entitled The Gospel Explained, we've been actually looking at the gospel, the good news. And as we started in chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, it says here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So we've been looking at the gospel, why it is such a good news, and how there is the power of God unto salvation. For those of us who believe, and in verse 17, it says there that also in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So I hope we've been uh, expanding and growing more as we are looking at how Paul was explaining the gospel to not just the Jewish believers, but even to the Greeks and the Gentiles in the church in Rome, which is actually a message, God's message for all of us even today, of how the gospel is so powerful, not only that it brings us uh, the power of God into salvation, but also the righteousness of God, which is revealed from faith for faith, or how in other translation is rendered from start to finish, from beginning to end, from first to last. So hopefully, as we've been looking at this Every time we discuss more about the gospel, every time we look at it from uh, the book of Romans, mas nage-expand pa yung understanding natin of the gospel, but also yung faith natin is growing and it's being built up in the process. So for this week, we're going to look at the promise of God. Ano ba yung connection ng promise of God to the gospel? And what makes the gospel such a good news in light of the promise of God? In verse 13 that we read a while ago, it says, Therefore, the promise to Abraham and his offspring, that he would be heir of the world, did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So when we talk about the promise of God, more specifically, we're looking at the promise of God to Abraham and to his offspring. Of course, later on, we will realize that yung promise pala na yun, may impact then for us today. But this promise, the Bible says, is through the righteousness of faith. And we looked at that last week. In fact, and explained panya all the more using the example of Abraham that it is really by faith. In verse 14, it says, Therefore, it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs. Faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. So just like last week, looking at the righteousness of God, how His righteous standards reveal that we are not righteous. None of us are righteous. None, none of us seek God. None of us um, uh, are actually in right standing with God. The law points to us, shows us the knowledge of sin and transgression. But thank God that a righteousness of God is revealed. And this is the righteousness that is by faith. But in the same breath, as Paul was explaining the gospel and not just the righteousness of God, but in connection with it, the promise of God, he also explains here that the promise of God came through the righteousness of faith or the righteousness that comes by faith. Now, alam ko, in our, in our day and age today, we look at the promise of God and we look at Scripture and we easily look at the righteousness that comes by faith. Of course, alam naman natin that it is really by grace through faith that one can be made righteous, that one can be justified, that one can be in right standing with God when in terms of relationship. But if you look at also the example of Abraham, uh, the salvation, the righteousness that comes by faith, the justification of our sins actually came way, way much later. The promise of God came to 
Abraham, not as a promise of us being saved from going to heaven, but it was something that is more personal, more for the here and now. If I may bring it back to us in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, this is the promise of God to Abraham and to his offspring. Okay, and I want to remind us that time, wala pa pong anak talaga si, si Abraham. This is the promise. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and he who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. Of course, God had to remind Abraham, and, and Abraham heard the call. Abraham trusted God and believed God, and he went. And of course, it was a faith journey of trusting God and believing God. It's a, it's a faith journey in a sense that there's a, a high mountain peak faith, and there's some low uh, faith being challenged in many, many ways. But in uh, chapter 15, we'll find out later, uh, as quoted in Romans chapter 4, verse 3, it says that Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Nung pinakita na ni Lord yung stars, sabi niya, as numerous as the stars in the sky, so shall your offspring be. And when Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. You know, I like how Paul used the example of Abraham to prove how the righteousness of God is by faith, not by law, not by works. And it is also through uh, the righteousness that comes by faith can the promise of God be fulfilled. Because he was talking to Jewish people who are proud of them being Hebrew, being of the line of, of Abraham. But Paul was trying to explain to not just Jews, but also to the Greeks and the Gentiles at that time, that Abraham is actually the father of faith. He's not just the father of the Hebrews. He's the father of us all. And the example of Abraham is that he trusted God, he believed God's promises, and that was counted to him as righteousness. Of course, pag sinabi natin righteousness, like what we looked at last week, medyo nakakatakot yung when God counts us, the bottom line of, of who we are, when we look at our own works, when we look at our own uh, righteous deeds, we will always fall short. We will always fall short of God's standard. No one is righteous, not even one, as the Bible says. Okay. But, but when, when Abraham believed God, the bottom line, what was counted to him, was not his righteousness, but that God saw that he trusted God. He believed in the God who made the promise and said, God is saying basically, that is the right thing to do. I think it's very important for us to have faith in a God who gives us the promises and faith in a God that he is able to do what he promised. We need to recognize that the promise of God comes through the righteousness that is by faith, not by works. Of course, uh, Paul expanded this all the more, as we shall see later. But I'm just trying to, to imagine this, that uh, for, for Abraham, yung promise pala ni Lord is so much bigger. It started with, okay, leave your country. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you a nation. And those who bless you will be blessed. And uh, you will be a blessing. And all peoples on earth will be blessed. Nowadays, tayo, we have it backwards. We start with the righteousness that comes by faith. 
Thank God that our sins are forgiven. Praise God. Just like what David says in the book of Romans as being quoted, that uh, blessed is the man whose lawless deeds are, not, are forgiven, whose sins are covered, and, and uh, God does not count it against us, whatever sins that we have. But it's good for us to know also that God counts it righteousness on our part to trust Him and to believe Him. Now, if we have faith to believe God to save us from our sins, and to save us from the judgment that we deserve, I believe God is also trying to show us that we need to have faith. And as Paul was trying to explain, not just to believe uh, the righteousness that comes by faith, but also to believe in the promises of God for us. Just try to imagine what life could have been for Abraham if Abraham did not trust and believe God. Of course, it takes some imagination. Nag-stay ba siya doon sa dati niyang land? You know, was he uh, able to have a child? We could not really know. Of course, we're just trying to imagine it. But what we know from Scripture, what we know from history, is that Abraham trusted God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. It is the bottom line of God looking at Abraham and said, it doesn't matter what you did in the past. It doesn't matter how you know, how far you fall short now and whether you will fall short in the future. But the fact that Abraham trusted and believed God, the God who gave him a promise, God says, the bottom line, now you're in right standing with me. I think it's good for us to be reminded that just as we trust God, who is able to justify the ungodly, just as we trust God, who is able to make Someone who is righteous, unrighteous, made righteous, be placed in right standing with God. Not because of how good we are, but because of how good He is. Not because of anything that we've done, because of what He did to make us right with Him, to justify us. I think it's good for us also to be reminded that we can trust God and believe God for His promises. Not because of how good we are, but because He is a good and a gracious God. Not because we deserve it, but because He is a God who gladly blesses us with promises, not just to tickle our ears, but because He really wants to do something that will be a testimony, which is something bigger than what we could ever hope or dream of, so that we can live lives that will truly give glory and honor to our good God, to a God who did something for His people to be blessed. And, and that is why... I hope you would try to imagine yourself and let's try to imagine what would our life would be like if we would be a people of faith. If we would be a people who could hear God's voice clearly. That we would not waver whether ano ba to, presumption ba to, or promise ba talaga ni God to. That if we would be a people who will, who will just fully trust God for His word and for His promises. In fact, mas blessed nga tayo ngayon because now we have scripture. Now we have history. Now we have the Holy Spirit that reminds us. Now we have the revelation of Christ, the promise of God fulfilled so that all people on earth can be blessed. And I hope you can imagine what would it be like if Victory Malate, if our church, if all of us would be fully committed to trusting a God who gives a promise and a God who wants His promises to be fulfilled. I hope you will be encouraged and as, as much as I'm encouraged to be a man and uh, for you, a man or a woman of faith, 
trusting God. It's not faith on faith, but it's trusting on God who gives a promise. I think God counts it right when we trust Him and we believe Him. Kasi nga, pagka nagda-doubt tayo sa promise ni Lord, it's like saying that, God, you're not true to your word. Ito talaga, Lord. Baka naman, papagood uh, shot ka lang. Maybe it's just a PR, PR, ano, a PR stunt. You know, but when we look at what God says, and because God said it, I will trust it, I will believe it, and then I will fully obey you, trust you along the way. It may be imperfect, it may be have, having some ups and downs, but I'm going to continue to live this life of faith from faith for faith, from start to finish. Lord, help me to grow in faith. I believe God is pleased and God will be honored. And it's just a matter of time that we will see God's promises come to pass. To explain this further, this is what Paul says in verse 16. That is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring. Can you say that with me? It depends on faith. Okay? Not just it depends on faith. It says here, the promise may rest on grace. Everybody say, rest on grace. So kung yung, ano, yung, yung works and law is very much related, and hindi lang yung works and law related, pati yung wrath and condemnation and judgment and transgression, Paul was trying to explain that faith is very much related also with grace. It's God's grace that saves us and we apportion it, we receive it by faith and it's connected to the blessing. It's connected to the many wonderful promises of God. And Paul even explained this not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Kaya sobrang encouraging tong promise the Lord to Abraham because it's not just for Abraham, it's not just for the Jewish people. In verse 22, it continues, that is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Verse 23, look at this. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised up for our justification. So when we look at the promise of God, it basically shows us that the promise of God rests on grace and is guaranteed to those who are in faith, not just Abraham, not just his offspring, but for each and every believer today who trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. That makes us seeds of Abraham, offspring of Abraham, the, uh, the, Abraham, the father of faith, the father of us all. At yung blessing ni Lord na yon is also now a blessing that is also available to us. And it is not credited to us because of what we do. It is credited to us because of the grace of God revealed through Christ and because we trusted and we believed in Him. Paul had to explain this thoroughly. Kasi nga, minsan iniisip natin na yung promise ni Lord mangyayari lang if we are good enough, if we tried hard enough, if we believed enough. And sometimes our faith is not on the grace of God and the promise of God. Sometimes is our, our faith is based on how strong our faith is. But Paul was trying to explain to this na yung promise ni Lord, it rests on grace. Think about that. Something unearned, undeserved. And I think if you really look at the calling of God, the purposes of God for Abraham, it was so much more than what we could ever deserve. 
It is so much bigger than we could ever dream of. Imagine lang niya, oh, maybe it's just having a child, or maybe it's just having a good name, maybe it's just having a family. Okay, I'm gonna be blessed, and I'm gonna be a blessing. Pero yung idea of how all peoples on earth will be blessed through him, it's so much bigger than he could even dream or imagine. And I believe God is reminding us na yung power of God unto salvation pala, hindi lang yung salvation that God is saving us from something, but God is also saving us for something, towards something. And these are the promises of God that we need to hear, the promises of God that we need to believe, the promises of God that we need to look forward to, and it is such an exciting thing to have. Knowing na yung righteousness, hindi lang pala yung God does not count our sins against us anymore na, okay, from now on, innocent ka na. Pero yung righteousness na, ngayon, accepted ka na. Dati, enemies ka, hindi yung parang ngayon, hindi na kayo magkaaway or, or zero lang. No, it's from negative 100, not just to zero, but to positive 100. You are more than a friend. You are now a child of God. You are now a family member. You are now heir of the promise of God. And that through you, the blessings of God will flow. Not just for you but through you, and it's so much bigger than you could ever dream or imagine. Kaya pala pagka yung binibilib mo kay Lord, it's just enough for you to think you deserve it. For you to think that it can be earned by works. Maybe we are not hearing God's promises enough. Because God's promises rest on grace. God's promises is so much bigger than what we could ever earn or, or deserve or work for. It is by grace. But thank God it is also available by faith. What are the promises that you are believing God for? What are the promises that God has spoken to you? Now, it may not be as huge as um, leaving your country and your father's household. Pero alam ko, some of our, our missionaries have heard God speak the promise and they are trusting God and they are obeying God by faith. Now, it may not be as dramatic as maybe a promise like having a child even though our bodies are as good as dead. And, and, but, but can you imagine what would happen to us if we really hear God's promises clearly and be so convinced that it is by the grace of God and God is just calling us to trust Him and to believe him. Verse 17 explains it this way. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Of course, nakaka-encourage naman yung sinabi sa Genesis, it was quoted in Genesis 15, that it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God was counted to him as righteousness. Pero alam natin na yung, yung believing niya kay God may halong, tinatry rin yung tulungan si God. Okay, you can follow the faith journey of Abraham in Genesis. But at least that part where Abraham trusted in God, and this is what he believed about God, that God can give life to the dead and cause things into existence, the things that do not exist. He was sure that when God said something, He is able to bring life to a dead situation, not just to His dead body. He was sure that even if it's not there yet, when God calls it, it is as if it's already there. 
He can speak things into existence. That's why in verse 18, Paul was explaining this. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. So shall your offspring be. In other words, when we look at everything that is around him, circumstances, the facts, the, the reality of his circumstances, parang walang hope. How can you expect something good to come out of what's happening? Pero yung conclusion niya, I may not have the assurance of the circumstance, but I have an assurance of who God is. That God is able to speak life to the dead. That when God calls things that are not, it is as if it's already there and it will happen because He can make it happen. So I'm not going to put my hope on my circumstance. I'm not going to put my hope on reality. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to accept it. But I'm going to put my hope in God who said it. And that hope shaped his imagination. That hope shaped his expectation. That hope shaped his trust and faith and obedience to God. Verse 19 continues by saying that he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. You know, last thought I want to leave with you, even this morning, about the promise of God is this. God's promises are trustworthy. He is able to do what he promised. It is my hope and it is my prayer that as we look into the word of God, that we would hear clearly, ano ba talaga yung promises ni Lord? That we would, uh, of course, uh, alam ko, minsan sometimes when we read, na, na she shape yung interpretation of scripture with what we feel, with what we want to happen, with what we are trying to imagine would be best for our circumstances. But I hope as we, as we look at the word of God, I hope uh, we will be able to hear clearly what is God really saying to us. Specifically, not just for the life that is to come. Praise God for that. And I hope you have this assurance that He is indeed the just and the justifier of those of us who are in faith. Now, we have right standing with God. Not because of how good we are, but because of how good He is. Kaya nga good news, di ba? Not because of anything that we've done. Not because of anything that we are doing or anything that we could promise to do in the future. It's by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the same breath, I hope also we get to hear God's promises. Ano ba yung promises ni Lord? Not just to save us out from something, but what are we saved for? Why is God calling us out of this situation? Where is God calling us into? And enjoy the faith journey of trusting and believing God. I'm sure may mga challenges that sometimes our faith may be weakened. Sometimes we would hear some things that would make us doubt and, and have unbelief. But I hope like, like Abraham, the more we look to God, the more we look to how good He is, the more we look to what God 
has promised, what God has done, and that how faithful He's been, and He is faithful then, He is faithful still, and we will continue to be faithful even in the future. I hope we will reach that point that we are no longer weakened by faith, but we will grow strong in faith and be fully convinced that God is able to do what He promised. The gospel reveals to us the power of God unto salvation, the righteousness of God that comes by faith, but also the promise of God that comes through the righteousness that is also by faith. The scripture reveals to us that God is indeed a promise giver and a promise keeper. And it is my hope, it is my prayer for all of us that God will encourage us to keep moving forward to pay careful attention to the promises that he's speaking right now. And I know many of you are believing God for some things. But I pray that God will speak clearly to you his wonderful and precious promises in this life and in the next. Not just what he wants to do in you, but also what he wants to do through you. And for those of you who have been weakened by faith, maybe because of what's happening, uh, you've been wavering from the promises of God, I hope that God will release a fresh impartation of faith that all of us will reach a point of being fully convinced and as we give glory to God, as we continue to live lives for Him, that God will display that He is indeed not just a promise giver, but a promise keeper. Let's just pray. Lord, I thank you, God, for who you are. A God who is good, a God who is gracious, a God who desires what is best for all of us, Lord. And, and you're not just saying this carelessly, Lord God, but this is really your intent. This is really your desire. And you want to speak to us, Lord, your wonderful, precious promises. Not just to tickle our ears, Lord, but you really delight in the welfare of your people. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would help us to be more sensitive to hear your voice. We claim your promise, God, that the sheep will recognize the voice of the shepherd. Lord, your voice be so clear, Lord, and so audible that it will drown out the voices of lies and doubts and unbelief. That you would infuse faith in each and every one of us, God, knowing that you are a faithful God, that you are righteous, that you are true to your word and that you're able to keep your promises. Just like what we sang a while ago, Lord, all things are possible in your name. And if you, Jesus, gave your best, your one and only Son, while we are at our worst, Lord, we are in hope and we are in expectation, God, that as we put our trust and faith in you, Lord, that you will not withhold every good thing that you have for us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for opening the way so that we could be in a right relationship with you, Lord, and you are our greatest blessing. And being a part of your family is our greatest reward. You are our great reward. But Lord, I pray that also in the here and now, Lord, may we receive 
every promise and every blessing that you have apportioned for us. You want to receive them and believe them by faith. In Jesus' name.